Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. Lord, 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 What's happening, my people? What's up? Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Sit Down. Once again, I'm Tolga with Mr. Rizzo, Joe over here, and today's guest, Craig. Craig Taylor of Only Love Foundation. Yep, of course. Of What's course. going on, Craig? Uh, nothing. Uh, my name is Craig. As he said, I am the uh, founder of the Only Love Foundation. Um, my team builds schools around the world. You go a little closer. Oh, yeah? Don't yeah, be afraid. Don't be afraid. It's going to be all right. You're good. I did not know this arm moves. Now okay. you know. Oh, all right. There we go. Yeah, so <coughs> Craig is the founder. Yeah, founder of, uh, and uh, founder and executive director of the Only Love Foundation. Um, our team builds schools for underprivileged kids uh, around the world in uh, impoverished countries and underdeveloped countries. Uh South Africa is one of the first places we went. Not the, the city of South Africa, uh, but more of the country area, more of the remote area, a place called Soweto. Um, we're building a school right now in Kenya, a place called Hama Bay, Kenya. Uh, the school is being built right now. And we work all over the world, South America, um, Southeast Asia, and Africa. So uh, awesome. we're getting started. Awesome. All right. So, I mean, what we usually, well, we only had one guest so far, but what we did was, well, I mean, we you just went do. on a goddamn rant. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, I guess, I mean, do you have a story? Uh, we want to know your story leading up to how you got yeah, into this, basically. Like, I want to get, yeah. Oh, it's going to be real good. You, we, we're going to get real personal? You want to yeah. get real Let's, personal? Yeah. I want to get into the story, because I don't even know the story, and I know him. Oh, do you not? <laughs> I don't even know okay, the story. Okay, um, so here we go. My background. <laughs> oh, I'm excited for this. Excited I'm excited now. for this, yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't know if you wanted to get that personal. No, um. No. Absolutely. This is all about real. Yeah. Oh, you're about to hear some, some shit. Um, <laughs> He's about to get. I'm kidding. Uh, so my background is in education. Ever since I was a kid, I wanted to do something in education. Um, I went to Queens College. I graduate with a bachelor's in sociology and a bachelor's in physical education to be a gym teacher. Um, got a job. Uh, was with my high school lover uh, for nine years, and. Um, I joined jujitsu with my my friend Togo over here and my girlfriend at the time, a uh, fiance. Bad. Nine years, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes, <laughs> fiance at the time, and one of our instructors happened to sleep with my fiance uh, in jujitsu. Uh, we can't call out any names here, but um, we're not, well, we're not name calling. This part I knew. This part. This, this part he part knew. I disappeared from jujitsu for a while. Nobody knew that this girl was in class, in jujitsu class all the time, telling everybody that I'm the bad guy uh, or that she left me, she didn't cheat on me. But uh, the truth comes out later with our teacher and everybody else uh, officially knows because, you know, good people gravitate toward good people and eventually the truth will come out. Um, but yeah, how this started is she broke me. She literally broke me. Um, was this dude your friend? No, this was uh, one of the instructors at UFC gym. At UFC gym, we had a few martial arts instructors, and this was one of the teachers. Yeah, this is someone he didn't know. Yeah, I didn't really know him. I took classes with him. He was, <laughs> he was training me in whatever martial arts we were doing. Yeah. Meanwhile, 
my fiance wouldn't come home at night sometimes. And um, stupid Fucked me, up. yeah, stupid me being with her, being with her for nine years, I trusted her, you know. Um, I mean, that's the whole point of a relationship. It's yeah, trust. exactly. And uh, how I found out was we lived together and every night we would exchange phones and it would be like, oh, let me see what you did through the day. Let me see some of your friends on social media. What's going on? We would trade phones. And then one day she's just like, oh, I want to listen to Frank Sinatra to go to sleep. It relaxes me. She's a teacher in the Bronx, so I said, you need to relax, do what you have to do to relax. But when she started doing that for two weeks straight, I'm like, no, something's wrong here. You're putting your phone under your body right. and putting headphones on. Why, why is that? Um, so it happened that her, both of her grandmothers died in the same month. And while her family was going through that, I was taking care of her family while she was still out with this guy, wondering where she is, why she's not helping me take care of her family. And uh, one day I just decided to be crazy. I, I took her phone from her hand and I said, um, Craig, you're either going to look really stupid right now or you're going to find out some crazy stuff. So I text this guy as her saying, uh, hey, Mike, uh, Craig found out. And he says, oh, shit. Motherfuck. Yeah. And when he said, oh, shit, I was like, oh, so. That was pretty smart. Yeah, but if I was wrong, <laughs> you look like the biggest asshole. What did he find out? <laughs> oh, what did I'm sorry for giving all those private lessons. <laughs> Imagine I didn't think he cared. Yeah, so it was either gonna go two ways. So um, after that, uh, I hit rock bottom. But they say once you hit rock bottom, there's only one way to go, and that's up. I discovered that there's actually two ways. You can go down. You could die. You could go under, and uh, do nothing, or you could. Go up, rise up, and do 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 good, and um, chase your dreams. And that's exactly what I did. I quit my job as a after-school program director for underprivileged kids in Brooklyn because I wanted to reach more kids around the world. And literally, I booked a ticket, one-way ticket to Africa, and wow. yeah, spent the spent the month and a half there. So, did you know going into this that you wanted to do schools, education, or were you just like, I'm going to Africa and just yeah, gonna figure this out? Was that the only choice? Were there other choices? <laughs> uh, no, so... What's so, wrong with Africa, Jeff? <laughs> exactly. That's racist. I know what I have to do. Yeah. Um, no, so what happened was, after I was a phys ed teacher for a little while in Richmond Hill, um, I had two surgeries on my knee from being a former basketball player. So I was like, I don't want to be in the phys ed uh, field anymore. So I became an after-school program director for underprivileged kids in Brooklyn for a company called Sports and Arts and Schools Foundation. And uh, these kids are from single-parent homes. Um, they live in shelters, you know, homeless. And they, these are kids that get treated like really like shit or, and end up in gangs and things after school. After school, they go straight to the streets and end up in gangs. My job as a director was to keep them off the streets. And um, I wanted to do that on a bigger scale for a lot more kids, reach a lot more kids that are orphaned and, and uh, live in shelters. Um, hold on. Before you go to Africa, mm -hmm. so you did this for underprivileged kids in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Bedford Stuyvesant. What do you have like a fucking insane story of like a kid that you might have like turned around, saved, or uh, turned around, saved? It would be beautiful to say some no. some BS like that, but I was hoping stories, for it. I'm like, Come no, on, the Craig. stories are actually uh, quite opposite than that. Um, it's exactly what you the think, opposite. Man. What did you do today? No, no, no. What, what did they do to me? Um, my job was they to turn. They tore Craig down. That's why I started to defend myself. You know what? That's that's like half true. That's half true because um, in Bedford Stuyvesant, man, kids, they real out there. Kids will test you. Um, one true. kid, one kid, walked past me, um, and he started cursing at me. What the f are you looking at? And I'm like, yo, who? 
are you talking to? I'm like, the street came out of me, and I'm just, an, I'm a nice guy. I'm like, oh crap, what am I doing? I can't talk to kids like this. And it got worse. He would start cursing at me, and I was like, you know what? Get out of the school. You can't come into my classroom, my auditorium. Uh, this is middle school, seven, uh, sixth, seventh, and eighth Jesus grade. Christ. Yeah, they're like gangster, and uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's like, you know what? I'm gonna f you up. I'm gonna go get my father. He's gonna come f you up. I was like, you know what? Go get your father. I whoop your ass and his ass. And I was like, oh no, I'm not. This I'm definitely not say that. Definitely was not supposed to say that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Craig could have ended up in jail. Yeah, this pretty much. This could. This could have. That could have never saved lives across. the I world. would not be here right now. No. Nope. All right. Back to Africa. <laughs> um, yeah. So after after reaching out to those guys, I did all that I could for those kids. I did um, a lot of good things. I took those kids on trips and I kept them off the street. Did and dad ever come? he did come, oh. but he was on my side. He was like, I'm so I would sorry. Hope so. Yeah, he was like, I'm sorry my kid talking to you like this. Like, because yeah. I called his dad. He didn't go tell his dad. He probably knew he was going to get his ass whipped if he told yeah. his dad some stuff like that. Um, so he got in trouble. So that was that. Um, I spent two years as the after school program director helping as many kids as I possibly could. And I do hope I affected um, some children in a positive way. But after the whole incident with my fiance, I quit that job and I said I want to do something more fulfilling on a broader scale. And that's when I bought my one way ticket. Um, Started light. I went One to South way Africa. Ticket. Yeah, yeah. So you had like no idea this. when you're coming back. No, no. I had no intentions, honestly, of coming back. I had, I felt like I had nothing here. Um, my parents, my parents, uh, they supported me fully. Uh, my friends are all married and have kids. They ain't got time for me. So I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm free. That's what it felt. It felt very um, liberating and freeing to go to a third world country or developing country and figure it out. You and learn. You never would have done that if you didn't. No, oh my gosh! I, right now, I have probably a kid or two paying a mortgage and all this stuff. But uh, absolutely, I'm not gonna lie. It's I didn't believe true. in that, but I, I, I firmly believe in that. Uh, I like what I'm doing a lot better than what I would have been doing <laughs> with this woman. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so I started out light in uh, South Africa. Um, that's one of the more developed countries in on the continent of Africa. Hold not, on. So you book a one-way trip mm-hmm. to South Africa. Yeah. Did you have like a anywhere to stay or you just like so are you winging this whole thing or so i no i planned it out uh with a friend that's actually from south africa um but when i got there that that whole plane went to shit it went out the window right away um yeah i got i got robbed by a taxi driver on my first day there um i guess that happens when you go to these countries uh i got to where i was going and it was either I'd be stranded or pay him some ridiculous amount of money that I didn't know was a ridiculous amount of money because in my head I suck at math and I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know what the dollar to South African rand was. Um, so I just he robs him, you. It's for like three dollars. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. I gave him three thousand rand. I'm like, oh, that's probably like five bucks. It turned out it was like seventy bucks, and I was like, damn, uh, that's a lot of money that I just gave away. How much is uh, that there? Like, what could he get with that? From your knowledge. Uh, uh, three thousand is pretty. It's almost standard, like three thousand, like what you could get for wow. three thousand here. Um, it's pretty ridiculous. Our seventy dollars could go. Uh, put it like this: I lived over there for a month and a half. I only brought two thousand dollars cash, and I lived like a king. I ate steak dinners all the time. Um, I cleared out my bucket list from skydiving to jumping off of bridges to swimming with great white sharks. I did everything on two thousand dollars for about forty days. So. Um, Exactly. No, no money. That's yeah, so, insane. Yeah. So Is go to South. Um, South. Oh. Okay. No, no, no. Every country has their own. Mostly every country has their own currency. Like uh, Kenya is shillings. South Africa is rand. Okay. And, so you're um, in South Africa now. Yeah. 
<laughs> like and, a uh, king. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in South Africa, and uh, I already have my focus that I want to do something involving children and helping out children. So I go to the, uh, I don't want to say this, uh, but the worst part of South Africa, I said anyway, um, Johannesburg and Soweto is a part of Johannesburg where Mandela was from yep. and all those movements um, that went on. And I went to an elementary school there, a primary school, they call it over there. And just to see how the kids learn and live. And the particular school that I went to is called Tabanang Primary School. And the kids just learn verbally. No pencils, no paper, um, no crayons, no nothing. The teacher says, say your ABCs. The teacher says, this is math. Um, they have little nubs of chalk. And that was learning. Um, so the first thing I did was go to the city, which took me about an hour to get to the main city in Johannesburg. I bought them papers, books, crayons, pencils, things that can actually help them learn. And I brought it back um, to the school, to Tabanang. And that was a start that really, seeing how they felt about that, I also get, oh man, the teachers were ecstatic, man. Um, they were so happy. Principal jumping up and down, because I also, that made me give them money. I gave them 3,000 uh, rand also. Uh, that's how they say it. Uh, yeah, man. Money was, for everyone. <laughs> yeah, like I was Oprah over there. It felt like. Yeah, Oprah's story is crazy. Yeah, and um, seeing the feeling that they got from those little things, things that we take for granted. Pencils, man, I didn't give them that much. I gave them about 30 children worth of pencils, crayons, and how happy they were that their school could probably sustain for a whole school year on those little things. I was like, this is what, um, this is what I need to do uh, around the rest of the world. Um, I have a big picture of all the kids. There's about 400 kids total, but I went to one classroom where the, like, I guess you could call them the dean or guidance counselors, and I gave them the money, and I gave them the school supplies, and we took it to one of the classrooms where we gave it out to the kids. Um, I helped some kids in some coloring exercises, um, listened to them say their ABCs and count in three different languages, because that's what they do every day. Um, is there like a main language over there or <sighs> There's 16, is it all over the place? If I'm, I believe it was 16 they said. Uh, uh, one of them, the main one is Afrikaans. Right. That's the main language they speak. The other one, oh, it, it slips, it slips my mind. But there's so many languages in this one country. Forget the whole continent of Africa. It has to be thousands. It's French too. Yeah, there's everything. Yeah, because um, of the Euro European uh, influence, especially in South Africa. Um, I mean, I heard the biggest problem around the world is people can't get the education they need in their fucking common tongue language. That might be. I didn't even think of that, but that might be it because the kids were learning in three languages. Exactly. It's like right. I, I didn't question it. I thought it was just cool that the kids would have this versatility, but they would speak in. Because they're talking a language at home. Yeah. And then they go to school and they're yeah. learning a whole new language, yep. which they might not be picking up. So they might not even be picking up what they're being taught. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right? like it's just, you're taught like English. You know like people know English. Right. Like if I go to Turkey, if you go to Turkey and you go to like a touristy spot, they know English. Like mm -hmm. it's fucking no big deal. Mm -hmm. We have a hard time learning fucking Spanish over here. <laughs> <laughs> like I could not have a conversation with anyone in Spanish. Nope. Nope. It's uh, just difficult. But all right, let's go on. Uh, uh, after that. Um, that was about the first week I was in South Africa, and that's when I decided that I need to do this on a broader scale and reach more countries. Um, 
after long story short, I didn't do anything else as far as education in South Africa. So that was my out. first two weeks. Uh, the remainder of the weeks, I traveled around the other countries. I went to Lesotho, which is a country in the middle of South Africa. I've never seen that. Literally, there's a country within the country. I've heard of that. Yeah. I've heard of that recently. I, I don't I, know where it was from. I, we were driving around the coast of South Africa, and I was, they were like, we have to go through here, and this is another country. Um, Tanzania, um, stopped over in Madagascar for a little while. I, it was further than I thought, so I, didn't, I wasn't able to do anything. Did you sleep with uh, the lions? I did, I did live in the jungle, Kruger National I, I, Park. Uh, for four days. I remember your uh, <laughs> your Snapchat from your most recent trip, oh, and you just man. walking through the jungle, and you just oh, hear a lion in the background. Yep. So my most recent trip was Kenya, and this is where we're building our first school. Awesome. Officially, after fundraising for a whole year, going hard to fundraise, we finally got the funds to build our first school. And while I'm there, building chairs in 103 degree weather, building chairs and desks, and getting ready uh, for excavation to build the school, I get hungry. Um, so backstory in Kenya, where I was, where I was in Kenya is called Ahama Bay, where we're building a school. Um, so from the main city in uh, Kenya, which is Nairobi, you fly a two-hour flight to Kisumu, which is uh, western. Then you take a five-hour trip to get to where we're building a school. To on get lunch? No, <laughs> almost. Um, so I so I land in Kisumu. Yeah. Then I get in a tuk-tuk. Tuk-tuk is this little like motorbike oh, truck. <laughs> And I take that to this thing that looks like a dollar van, small van. The van fits nine people, but there was always 20 people in it at any given time. Sweaty, people with ringworms next to me. It was absolutely uh. disgusting. I'm on a four-hour ri four ride to where I need to go to Hama Bay. I get out of that van. Then I get on the back of a bicycle, uh, motorbike that had 139,000 miles on it to go 30 minutes up this <laughs> treacherous dirt road. And um, that's when I that's when I get to the community. And in this community, I live with the people who own it, where we're right. going to build the school. And uh, what happens there is they eat once a day. So I ate once a day, and they drink all the time. But I'm not drinking. Oh, that sounds so bad. I can't drink the water because I'm not immune to it as they are. So I drink once every other bad. day. Wait, it's pretty normal. So no they can. Out they do. The country, They're fine. No but if you come from another country, you can't just go to Africa and drink the water. Uh, the rainwater comes down off of their hut, which is made out of clay. I lived in a room that was made out of dirt and clay and mud. And the water runs off the roof into, I guess, this little channel that's connected to this big tube where all the rainwater goes. And it just stays in there. It stays stagnant. It smells. Um, I guess they have some kind of filter because they drink it. I didn't drink it. So I had water once every other day, once every two days. Uh, what yeah. in the world? How do you survive? What are you drinking? I, I wasn't. You can't work. Like, that's why you have to just eat. I wasn't. I was eating some food that I had no idea what it was, but I was eating because this I had This is your no most choice. recent trip. Yes. This is last okay. month. This is March We're 3rd, all over the place right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, you, you I brought know, it, it up. Me. It me. We're going to be all over the place. Oh, no. Me. That's fine. That's fine. Cause, uh, <laughs> I have ADD. Cause, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, South Africa, the, the story I told about South Africa in the school, that's what I did there. Um, that's the main thing I did that led that's me to That's the beginning of this. That's like the whole... Yeah, so that led me to Kenya. Right. Uh, so we're in the right. We're in the right place. Um, we don't need to go in order. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. never gonna we could, go in order. We could bounce. We could bounce around unless you wanna. We skip the fundraising process. Well, let's which is talk crazy. about. Yeah, let's talk about that. How did you come up with the name? Oh, uh, that was good. Um, driving. I came back home from South Africa, driving around, thinking about what I'm gonna call this nonprofit organization that I want to build, and I, I got nothing. Asking people what they think, didn't like anybody's answer, and then. Uh, I asked myself, or someone asked me, um, what, 
would it take to change the world? And I'm just like, only love would change the world. Like, what a what a corn. No, I'm kidding. It's it is true. true. I believe in that. Yeah. I feel like if more people in this world, I mean, Jimi Hendrix's quote, what was it? Uh, fuck. Something you got. Yeah, it is something about love. <laughs> if it was, if people, you guys talk. I'm gonna get this question. <laughs> Why he looks for that quote? Um, my answer to the question was only love can change the world, and I was like, there it is. I'm gonna call it the Only Love Foundation, and. Um, I guess from there we had to figure out how we're going to raise the funds to build schools. How much? How we're going to figure out how much the schools cost? Uh, you found it. I did find it. <laughs> so the quote was, "When the power of love overcomes the love of power, the world will know peace." Uh, he's the man. Jimi Hendrix is the man. man. Yeah, that is why he's the man. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Um, but back to your love story. I forgot where I was. You were talking about the only, how you came up with Only Love. Uh, came up with the Only Love Foundation as the name. And, oh, yeah, I uh, we had to figure out how we're going to raise the funds for uh, building schools. And How did you come up with what? how much you need? Um, so at first, I just took a template from this two other organizations that build schools around the world. One is called Pencils of Promise, which is my favorite guy in the world. His name is Adam Braun, and I learned a lot from him. He's a wonderful guy. Um, and another company called Build On, and they both, um, at the time, asked for $25,000 to build a school, to build one school. So I went off that template. I was like, all right, I need $25,000, which is not bad. Um, but I found through traveling that it's different in every country. Uh, the currency exchange is different. Things cost a different amount of money. So in Kenya, it's only going to cost us $12,000. Um, which when I found that out, I was like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm more than halfway there at the time. I was like, damn, we got to get $25,000. I no, have like $8,000. It's not, it's not going to work out like I thought it was going to work out. <laughs> yeah, uh, we put our – we put our – Oh, do you want to – what is it? You're still raising funds, no? Oh, uh, no, in that general? Kickstarter ended. I'm still raising funds in general, but not from Kickstarter. Kickstarter and where are you raising funds right now? was a failure. Say it again? Where, where can people donate? Uh, you could go to onlylovefoundation.org and go to the donate page and – and that will help us out. Every single dollar goes to building a school uh, around the world. And uh, aside from that, there's two options to raise money. There's creating your own fundraisers and government funding. Um, government funding I did not want to do because once government gives you money, they control a lot. They want to tell you when you have to do this, um, how it has to be done, and give you a lot of guidelines. And uh, my team didn't want to go through that. We want to be free and do things where we want it and when we want it. The problem with that is we have to fight for the funds as well. Um, and that, that that comes with a, a, a price as well. That's hard. Toka came to, you came to one of the fundraisers, right? The first one. I, I did not. <laughs> what a complete asshole. I meant to. You know what? I meant to. <laughs> not even the first one. The whole team was at the first we one. We were supposed to come to the Halloween one. Oh, uh, no. I'm glad you didn't come and to the Halloween then... one. I know, but I'm not. No, I know he didn't come to Halloween. Let everyone know I am an honest man. <laughs> He's an honest asshole. Um, In my mind, I'm like, "Fuck Craig, I'm not going to this shit." Exactly. I'm glad- I care about the kids, but I don't care about. Craig. <laughs> yeah, take my money. I'm not coming to your stupid party. I did donate. Let's get that right. Yeah, you did. Absolutely, absolutely. He's the man for donating. Um, but I'm glad you didn't come to the Halloween party because uh, we got ripped off by fabulous. By fab. No, don't say that. No, no, no. Kidding, so, kidding. Uh, <laughs> so. Off the record, even though this is on the record. <laughs> Listen, you, are, you better watch what you're saying <laughs> yeah. right now. Um, I'm not going to say any names. A guy that wanted to promote the party for us, a party promoter, um, he is friends with 
artist in the industry. I've seen the pictures. Um, a friend of a friend knew him, and this friend said that he could hook us up with an establishment and give us all the money, the proceeds for the donation, invite everybody. I was like, yeah, me, this all this money is going to come to me. Um, so we had a Halloween uh, fundraiser. All of my friends came from all over the place, Long Island, Brooklyn, Queens, Jersey. Um, $35 a head to get in. We packed the place out to the point where the owner of the place had to come up to me and said, you're doing great, but I can't let anybody else in here or else the fire department's going to shut us down. Everybody's in there like, yeah, Craig is going to build this school with all the money he made today. Um, <laughs> is that everyone? Literally everyone would say that. Yay, Craig. Yeah, just like that. Their hands up. Yeah, Craig, you, could, you did it. Craig's going to do it, guys. Yeah. And uh, at the end See of the... <laughs> At the end of the party, the promoter comes up to me and says, oh, the night was a little light, um, but we'll talk about that later. And me and Jesus. my team was like, looking around, like, oh, you, you see these people in here? Like, oh, yeah, some people snuck in. I was like, um, I'll give you that. But uh, two of my staff members did the door, and we collected money ourselves for two hours each. So out of the six hours we've been here, four hours we were at the door. If two hours worth of people snuck in, we still made a lot of money. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, he calls me a few weeks later saying um, it was so light. We had to pay the DJs. I was like, wait, you told me you're going to give me this everything for free. Uh, why are you paying DJs? And it's these popular freaking radio DJs that do parties all over this New York City. And he paid them like 1400 or something, some, something crazy each. Yeah. And um, so he was like, uh, so it turns out that we were in a negative, so me and my wife are gonna donate you $1,000 out of our own pockets, yeah. which they didn't even do that. Wait, in the oh, negative? Get out of here, pockets. dude. Yeah. You don't get in the negative when you yeah. have a packed out So party. essentially, um, yeah. <laughs> All right, here's, here's 2,000. <laughs> essentially, exactly. Essentially, we made, uh, we made them a lot of money from that. Um, but our first party- They that, said, yay, Craig. They're like, yay, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> they were the ones, they were the first You're ones, our yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the party before that that I thought Toga came to, which he did it, um, I did that party myself, no party promoter, at a small place called Press 195. Shout out to Press 195. Um, it's a restaurant and bar in uh, Rockville Center. They gave me the place for free. Um, I let my sister and her friends do the door. We charged only $10 to get in for three hours, and we made $2,400. So how do we make $2,400 for three hours charging $10 to get in the door, but we made negative money yeah. from a party where it cost $35 again, and we packed it out. Yeah, um, Fab, how? <laughs> that, that is not Craig Taylor speaking right now. <laughs> just kidding, um, Fab. Fab just fabulous kidding. had nothing to do with this. Um, um, uh, just so you guys know, I'm fucking around. Yeah, so that, that, that was a huge setback, and that's what put me on Kickstarter. Uh, our team made a video about what we're doing and what we're building, and um, Kickstarter failed. I don't know if you know how Kickstarter works. If you you put on how much you want to make, $10,000, let's say, which is what we put, um, you do all your marketing, everybody donates, no money gets taken out of anybody's pockets unless you reach your goal. So when you reach the $10,000, everybody gets their money. If you don't reach the $10,000 within the time frame, which is 30 days for me, nobody gets charged, you lose everything. It was a lost cause. Um, so this was a, it was, a, it was in between. Uh, we didn't reach the $10,000, but we reached a lot of people that cared about the cause. Um, and I reached out to them saying, sorry, the Kickstarter failed, but if you're interested in still contributing to our cause. And a lot of people donated a lot of money, and that, that set us over the top um, to help build our school. Were you close? Nope. Um, 
we don't we do we could be here forever. <laughs> yeah, every day. I woke up every day at five o'clock in the morning. I made sure I made a list where I had. You promoted every day. I yeah, saw, I remember that. Yeah, like I made sure I had to reach three hundred people every day, or I'm not going to sleep. That was my idea. I'm gonna reach three hundred people around the world every day, via email or anything. Um, I was following random people on Facebook, being a creep any way I possibly could. Uh, but the failure I, it was admittedly my fault. Um, we got to $4,600. And another guy that, can I go into this? It's so much. Go for it, man. We got, we got no time limit. <laughs> we have no time limit. <laughs> no, no, I don't have to go nowhere. It feels good to get this out. Um, <laughs> this is public now. Boom. Um, this is public therapy. Yeah, man. So a guy that flew his own private jet to my first fundraiser, very rich guy. Flew a jet to your fund. Yeah, Where was your yeah. first fundraiser? <laughs> he lives in California. This guy is filthy rich. He works for SpaceX. Um, he has a private jet. A friend of a friend. So he flies there with his big suit on, looking all smart and stuff. Dapper. Yeah, looking super dapper. And he speaks to me. Oh, um, I love what you're doing. I have ties in Kenya, and I would love to help. I'm gonna give you donate you guys three thousand um, dollars. Just speak to our friend in common and. And this guy spent way more than three thousand just oh, to fly yeah. there. Oh no, it gets it gets way worse. He spent ten grand in gas. Yeah, <laughs> but the the fun and part here's like some chump change. The fun part is that it gets worse. He disappears. Um, then the Kickstarter comes out. I reach out to him, say, "Hey, I know you must be busy, but this is the Kickstarter. If you could donate that three thousand dollars, still, that would help us contribute toward building a school." He's like, "Oh, I love what you're doing. You know what? I'm gonna give you six thousand dollars." <laughs> It gets worse. <laughs> it gets worse. Um, so I'm meeting with him. So each time he's telling you to give you money, are you like, oh, thank you? Yo, you're I'm... You're feeling so hopeful. Oh, if, if I heard 6,000, like, let's do this. Yo, I... <laughs> are you believing him at this point? I'm believing everything this man is saying. I don't see why he wouldn't. I mean, the, the guy's flying private jets. Yeah, the reason, the reason, <laughs> the reason I believed him was, one, because it was a mutual friend that has been on his jets. Um, she's a good friend of mine, Eunice. She lives in Brooklyn. She's been on his jets. She's been to places with him, and she vouched for him at first. Um, but then this guy started offering money and more money and disappearing, but I just chalked it up to him being a busy guy and living in California. So he saw the Kickstarter, said, I'll give you $6,000. Let's meet. I met with him. He's like, we need to, I just need to go to a chase to write you a check. Uh, so what do you want to meet? Let's get coffee. So me being the smart man that I am and hungry for this money, I was like, you want coffee? He needs a Chase Bank. I found a Chase Bank next to a Starbucks in Franklin Square that we sat and talked at, and I expected him to go to the bank after we finished speaking. So he's talking all this smart stuff, making changes to my architect's uh, school build, the blueprints. And I'm like, wow, this guy's smart. And... Um, I'm like, yeah, this is really about to happen. So after the meeting's over, I'm expecting him to go to the bank. And he's like, all right, you know, this is the, the classroom that we added and the solar panels and all of this stuff that we need. This is going to cost a little bit more. This guy's taking over. I'm going to, exactly. My mom was pissed at this. Uh, he's like, I'm going to throw my own fundraiser with my people for you. We're going to get you $20,000. What in the world is going on? It gets worse. I'm just like, this is when I start getting skeptical. I'm like, all right. Hold on, you know this guy is for sure. From, I know he's. I know he's like, rich. He legitimately has a fucking jet. Yeah, yeah. And you know from, he works yes, for where yes, he works yes. for and everything. What he does for SpaceX, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, he might not be exactly who he says. We he won't is. say any names. Yeah. but we're looking at you, SpaceX. Uh, oh man, you don't know how how long I've been trying to find this guy, but Elon Wait. Elon Musk. This Elon has nothing Musk. to do with you. You can call me Elon. No, Elon I'm, Musk I'm is the man. Yeah, he is the man. Love you, Elon. Um, <laughs> 
Yes, Elon? Please, Yo, talk about let's this. get Elon. Talk about your employees if he really <laughs> if he really works for you. Um, so this is what really where really breaks my heart. And after that, I started. This is when I got skeptical. Um, but right, he started like right after you're in Starbucks and he tells you, "All right, I'm gonna raise twenty grand for you." Yeah, I got skeptical because why not? Why not give me the six thousand dollars I need to complete my Kickstarter, and then, and then we go from yeah. there. We build from there. Let's build a school for these kids that are suffering right now, that I want to have a better way of learning so they could reach the world. Let's just do that right now. Um, Did you say that? Yeah, yeah. I said it to him. I had, I wrote him a long WhatsApp message, um, and uh, he got back to me with a bunch of a bunch more excuses. Uh, but it gets worse with the twenty thousand um, dollars. Is this guy just like building himself up? I does think he just so, want to feel good? Yes, that's exactly what my team thinks. That's exactly what I started to think, that he's some kind of sociopath that just wants to feel good and feel important. Um, because this is what he did on Christmas Eve. Because we've been talking, after that meeting with the $20,000, we've been talking back and forth about what we need to do to build this school. And on Christmas Eve, he video chats me um, with, his, <laughs> with his adopted stepson that, first of all, he's white. His adopted stepson is black, and I met both of them. But it's, Wait, I started being really skeptical. I'm like, is this your really? Stepson. Yeah, is this really adopted? What do you? What Wait, is how it? does that work? What you, what, <laughs> adopted, adopted, adopted son, stepson. not not stepson. Oh, this is wow. adopted adopted kid that he adopted from uh, a Brooklyn high school. He adopted a kid. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I don't step, think it's an adopted stepson. You can't you can't be adopted and step at the same time. <laughs> there, here it is. Here it is. <laughs> yeah, save me, save me on that one. <laughs> no, don't save Craig. <laughs> All right, he had an adopted son. He had an adopted son that was at this Starbucks meeting. Um, but now I'm trying to figure out if that's really his son or did he pay somebody to pretend? <laughs> because on Christmas Eve, he faced he FaceTimed me, and he's like, um, I'm here with Isaiah, and damn, I called out his name. And we have the $20,000 check right here. They waved the check. In the camera, he's like, um, "We're going to some family's house in Long Beach right now, but if you're free tomorrow, wait, in on, New York? Yes, you're free to if you're free tomorrow um, on Christmas at any point, you can meet up with us." I was like, "I would cancel my whole Christmas for you. I will not hang out with my family. Grand. I yeah, was, you're about to build me a whole school for kids. That's like, this is my dream." How far into the, how far into this whole, like, from beginning of you starting this to this moment, where you, with this guy holding a twenty thousand dollar check. How many months has it been? Um, so from the first time I met him was... No, from, not from the first time you met him. From the first time you said, Only Love Foundation is what I'm doing. Yeah. From that, from like where you came up with the idea of your nonprofit how much, how much to that moment, how much time passed? Oh, to the $20,000? Yeah. Uh, nine months? Eight months? Nine months? months? Yeah. strung you along for eight Yeah, yeah. And Wait, uh, he was involved in this for eight months? Yeah. Holy the first, the first part, the first party was in April. Um, that's when he told me he was gonna give me the first money. I met with him in November. Then he called me with the twenty thousand dollars on Christmas Eve. Said he's gonna give it to me on Christmas. Yep, you gotta be quicker than that. <laughs> I, I, I woke up the next morning like, oh man, I'm about to build a school in Africa, and this Under is just the year. start. And uh, he didn't answer my messages or my calls. And um, I messaged him again in February like. This is, the, this is the last straw for me. I messaged him saying, um, you got my team riled up, but in a nice way, not in a mean way. Uh, my team was very excited for this, and we understand that you're very busy. Um, if you need our wiring number, you could just wire us the money, and then we could build the school from there, and whenever you want to get involved, you can. Uh, I was thinking about you, Craig. Uh, we'll talk tomorrow. <laughs> Never heard from him again. Never contacted him again. Uh, he's what out of my life. Fuck? What I learned from that is get all kinds of credentials, get a contract saying that this man pledged. <laughs> 
uh, on the fir- during the first meeting. Right. I, I never let anybody. Yo, you never know though. This guy may somehow this podcast gets around to this guy and he goes, you know what? Fuck it. I'm an asshole. Here's the twenty grand out of my own pocket. Yeah. <laughs> I, I highly. I or highly he goes to that. Elon Musk. He's like, Mr. Musk. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then Elon Musk. Yeah, but yeah. or Elon Musk builds the sickest fucking school ever. That would be dope. I try, re- I try reaching out to Elon. Actually, um, I emailed so many. Get? I emailed so many people from from SpaceX, and uh, I guess some kind of secretary got back to me, um, uh-huh. and said they don't know who this person is. So he, he the pictures that he showed, <laughs> this guy might, he might not be who he says he is. Did you ever see his private jet? No, my friend has been on it. I have pictures of my friend Eunice on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know there's. Yeah, okay. I know there's a private jet. Who are um, you, sir? Exactly. <laughs> and quick story the, the reason my friend Eunice doesn't even mess with him anymore is because he hired her to work with him in Florida to do some kind of fundraising kind of thing. And when he gets when she gets on the plane, he starts asking her for sexual favors. Jesus. And uh, yeah. So um, sure are we? This is not like a cartel fucking. Yeah. Kingpin. We're not sure. <laughs> um, so she comes back. And I'm like, I haven't heard from him. Uh, where is he? She's like, I don't speak to him anymore. This is what he did to me. But here's his number, and you could contact him. I was like, he's giving me money. I'm sorry he did that to you, but I'm gonna contact him. Yeah. And it turned out he's just a complete universal asshole. Um, My God. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh man, it's a learning experience, and um, I definitely built my team from it. Uh, the team is growing, everything's growing. I just had to go back to the drawing board and figure out new ways to raise money, and um, we have it. We finally have the full awesome. funds to build the school. So, all right, so you're building the school. I feel had- like I want to know what happened with the Kenya store. Like, you were there. Oh, the lion? Yeah. The lion. Oh. <laughs> Very we interested to- in the lion. Before we move on, let's get back Before- to the lion. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> sorry we're jumping all around. So back to Kenya, where I'm building destined chairs for the school. I'm eating once a day, having water every other day. Um, I found out that there's a restaurant, uh, this private lodge where apparently rich people from Europe go, this little private part of, of Kenya, um, where they're like, it's, I guess it's a safari, but it's like a private safari for rich people. Right. Um, so think about the shape of an hourglass, and the smallest part of the hourglass being the jungle, the na- the national park that I had to walk through to get to <laughs> the restaurant. Um, so one day I went. I got through the path. I went to this restaurant. I had some nice lamb, a burger, and it was delicious. I got back home. The next day I went, there's two paths, and they both look the same to me. I was like, I did this yesterday, but whatever. <laughs> I take the path. I'm walking. I'm like, you know, this uh, this path seems a little bit longer than yesterday, but maybe I was just disoriented. It looks the same. I'll keep going. I get to the end, and I'm glad I have pictures of this because nobody's going to believe this, but there were zebra. There were impalas. There were monkeys all over the place. I have video. You want to see video, you can contact me. I'll send Yo, you the video. Yo, can you send us that video? We'll fucking throw Absolutely. it Absolutely. I will yeah. send you the video of me with the monkeys and me just walking past a zebra like it's my neighbor. I have it on my phone right now. Um... So I'm like, it's a dead end, though. It's just a bunch of animals. And I'm like, okay, this is not the way. It was the other route. Let me just turn around and go back. So are zoos, like, boring for you at this point? It's like, fuck I, I don't, I don't do zoos, man. I can't, I can't stand in, I can't stand enclosed uh, animals uh, in the slightest. It, it kills me. Um, I can't go to zoos. So I turn around, and I'm walking back, back to the, the only other path that it could be. And then it's another video I have. All you hear is the loudest roar I, from I showed him this video. Yeah. a lion. And I the video that you see is me shaking my head like I'm I'm dead. Before that, before that, I I was shitting my pants. Um yeah, there's no this is real Africa, man. There's no tourism, there's no safari people that's gonna help you walk through the park. 
Somebody told me where it was, and I went by myself. How far is this trail? <sighs> the wrong trail was probably about <laughs> was probably about three miles across. Um, the right trail was a mile and a half through. It was the, it was the smallest, shortest part of the so national park. So you're walking three miles, mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm going to fucking die. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm walking back, and I hear this roar. And in the video, that was me giving up on life. Like, It literally was. It was me trying to put up a Snapchat to show where my friends, where I was <laughs> when I died. Mm-hmm. I, no, no, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. I, I don't... I can't fake faces, and people tell me that in that video, you can see that I gave up. Like, I just shook my head like, that's it. Like, that's really it. So I started playing so many scenarios like, all right, you've seen videos before. (laughs) People walked up. People have walked up to lions fearless and didn't bother them before. I've seen videos on Natural Geographic. I was like, if you are confident and you just walk up to it if you see it, it won't bother you. I was like, that's that. That's one option because i was the, the other option is if you run you're dead it was nowhere to run oh, yeah. i was surrounded I by bushes i this. couldn't jump over any bushes because it was the tallest bushes and there's nowhere to go but run straight i was going to kill it so my only option was to hit it with something or be confident and walk past it i saw <laughs> you could see the lion no 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 i heard it right. so i saw a rock structure everything started looking like the lion at this point <laughs> i saw the rock structure and my bodily my body instantly turned around to run and I said to myself, okay, you're a bitch. You, you're not going to be confident and walk up to no lion. You're going to run it. So think of something else. So I was like. If you're you, not running away from a lion No, either, no, no, no. So I was like, I was like my, in my mind, I was like, I just be brave if you see it and walk toward it. But as soon as I saw the rock and my body automatically turned around, I was like, that's, that option's off the table. I'm going to run. There's no, there's nothing, no if, ands, or buts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like that shit they tell you to do at uh, Yellowstone Park, where like if a bear charges just at you, play dead. First, spray the spray, and then like if they run through the spray, make noise stand and there. And I'm like, what are you talking about? No, <laughs> they run um, through the fucking spray. I'm running. <laughs> absolutely, a, a normal human being will run. All that is such. No BS. one's gonna be able to stand there. And be no like, way. Ah, oh, here we go. You stand there, yeah. It's just gonna, yeah, that's that's it. You're done. I did just go archery shooting, so I mean, if I get a bow on me, you know. I mean, if you, you want to be like Katniss Ba-boom. in the middle of the jungle, you figure out, you figure out how to build the. Give me fifty <laughs> arrows, I'll hit it once. <laughs> um, Toga Everdeen. Yeah, don't go there with the bows. <laughs> Gotta go at least but, Game uh, of Thrones. So you're, so you're walking slow past the lion. Uh, so I heard it had to be a half a mile did away. Did you see this lion? No, no, no. I did not. Okay. Thank, God, thank God, I didn't see that lion. Like, thank God. I want, I don't cry a lot. I wanted to cry. I'm lying. A, a little tear trickled out my eye. Yeah, don't lie, I was like, Craig. I'm, I'm. You're lying. Yeah, I'm lying. <laughs> Nothing new. I'm not gonna guy. lie. My, my piece of shit. Um, <laughs> my, my eyes are watering. I was like, this is. I'm really gonna die by lying right now. It's really gonna happen. So it had to be from what, what I heard. They say you can hear a lion's roar up to two miles away or something crazy like that. So I was started banking on that. Like maybe it was really far. And um, what if you actually saved yourself by taking the wrong trail and that lion was on the right trail? Shit, I didn't even think about that. Boom. Oh, man, talk about everything happens for a reason, right? <laughs> I got lost for a reason. <laughs> exactly. It is It is if they found me. Um, that's my. That was my only thing. That's why I put the videos. Like, you're not going to find me if this lion like, demolishes you. You're following my clothes. It's true. But probably Lions just shits else. Craig out. No one gives a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> What's this bone? I don't know. Some uh, fucking guy. <laughs> this happens all the time. Yeah, so where I was in Kenya, even in the main cities, lion would escape and go into the cities. They just had to kill a lion in 2016, last year, um, for going into the city. Um, so there, there, it's a big thing that happens there. 
All right, so here's the question. That's your lion story, huh? It's not just like a myth. Like in Africa, you're gonna see. That's my question, actually. Yeah. Africa, like the F. When we think, like, I feel like when most people, are like around the civilized. Ugh, that's where fuck that word. Developed countries. In the, yes, that's that's what I'm looking for. In developed countries, I feel like when you think of Africa, you think of what you see on TV with all those depressing commercials and everything. How is Africa like in comparison to that? Yes, um, that actually pisses me off about about America, about um, the media. When I went to South Africa, which is the most developed country, everybody's telling me, "Don't go there; it's so dangerous." But that's because of what we learn on TV, because of these damn commercials with these poor kids with flies on their eyes. Where I was, right, exactly. Where I was in Kenya to build the school, there were kids that had to walk two hours to school every day with no shoes, flies on their eyes, but they're the happiest kids ever. They have one meal a day, but they're the happiest kids ever. Um, these commercials portray something that may happen in some areas, but is not nearly as as dominant as they make it seem. Not at all. Africa, they say that's where everything started, and it looks like it. The resources there are. Ridiculous. There's food everywhere. There's free-roaming animals. The vegetation is absolutely insane. Of course, there's places like where I was where it's hard to get vegetation and hard to get animals, but they still maintain. The things that we see on TV here in these commercials with these sad songs that if you give five cents a day, this can feed. That is absolutely bogus, man. Right. And um, what I found out from doing research from those commercials is that they keep about 70 or something percent. I would like to look it up again to make sure my numbers are right, but they keep majority of the profit and not enough goes to the cause that they're saying that it's going to. So, yeah. Because well, I think, just like what I see on TV, same thing. Mm -hmm. Dirt everywhere and just huts. Trust me, they, they have dirt and huts and they live like that, but they don't live sad like the commercials make right. it seem. They, that's what they know. That's what they've been, have been living for hundreds, thousands of years. They're happy with what they have. Of course. I mean, like the thing you just said about funding, what I looked up today, it says uh, apparently since 2010, less than 2% of humanitarian funding has been spent on education. Um, absolutely. Uh, just in the most recent thing that happened to Haiti last year, I was supposed to go to Haiti after they had this recent, what was it, a hurricane that washed the place away? Um, the Clinton Foundation, Red Cross, oh my God, Red Cross, um, Wyclef Jean in the previous thing. Especially Red, Red Cross made a billion dollars. Do you know how small Haiti is? You could build a new Haiti with a billion dollars. Well, didn't a I, uh, what was this? Akon? Akon is the man. Yeah. Didn't Akon light up? Like, what was it? He he gave lights to like thirty million. I think that's being that's understand. I don't even know the real number. Yeah, right? Thirty I, when I saw million the number, or three hundred million. Some ridiculous yeah. number. I thought he paid like six million. And he did it out of his own pocket. At no? first, that's what he did first. But then he got funding from China. Okay. To to build three, to build electricity for three hundred million people or something crazy like that in Africa, he's the man. These other people, they're really it's it's the people that are commercial that look like they're doing a lot that's not doing anything. Have you ever heard of uh, Justin Wren? I love Justin Wren. Yeah. Okay, so you know his whole story. Oh uh, yes. For the forgotten, the pygmies and everything. Mm -hmm. oh. I think that's the craziest. Like oh. that guy's the man. That's Justin Wren is an MMA fighter and he has a organization called Fight for the Forgotten. I'm not 100% uh, educated on this, obviously, but I know it's the pygmies. Yeah, in um, the, the Congo. Yes. Yeah, uh, he went to the middle of the Congo um, after being at a low point in his life, and he found that um, water, drinking water in a lot of places in Africa are one of the main causes that kill people. 
like more than anything else, water is killing people. So his idea was to drill holes as deep as you can into the surface until you find, um, I guess, water, fresh water where you could pump it out. And he's been doing an amazing job with that. Amazing. He follows us on Only Love Foundation. Does he? Yeah, on uh, awesome. Instagram. Shout out to Justin Wren. You were wrong. It wasn't 300 million. How off oh. was I? Oh, See? Damn, wow, man. What, yeah, he's the man. He's the man. He's the man. And he did wow. that with $1 billion um, funds that I believe he got from China. If you could look that up, I don't remember how much they gave him. I heard it was $1 billion. I didn't get to read deep into that. But he did that for the hugest continent in the world, almost. But a $1 billion can't fix little Haiti? Um, where did that money go? Have you been to Nigeria? No, not yet. Not, all right, because... Uh... I know Nigeria has a shit ton of problems with Boko Haram. Yes. And um, I know they, what was it? I don't know if this is still ongoing, but I think you know what I'm the talking kidnapping about. The two, of the, yes, the 200 schoolgirls that were kidnapping abducted. Kidnapping of the schoolgirls. Um, so is like security at your schools an issue or is this, is it not like that? No. Where you're building this No, school? where I am, it is not like that. Um, I'm in central west of the country and the northern part of the country i'm not sure if it's the boko Haram, but there are terrorist organizations in northern kenya That's so insane yeah and that uh, you fucking risk your life going to school in other yeah, countries yeah uh, all those girls and we take it for granted here pretty much absolutely man we take everything for granted i just wish i wish we could bring every single person to one of these schools one time and oh it changed one time get- more people need to travel this world just to really see absolutely what the fuck is going on yeah people like People, yeah, the only way you're going to get cultured if you mm-hmm. travel the world and really see how people are living instead of basing your opinion off what you're reading and Absolutely. seeing on the news. Because yeah. you're not going to get the truth from that. You're mm-hmm. getting what the media wants you to hear. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how I felt, felt going there. I learned a lot about myself. I let people scare me. And I'm sure that happens to every traveler. Your own dad tells you, be careful over there. You see, look at these pictures of people getting shot and killed. My man, hey, listen, think about, put yourself in the country of another country put yourself as in a different culture completely you're watching the news on america where cops get killed every day and two fucking planes flew into our twin towers and killed everybody if you're over there you'll be like don't go to new york exactly that shit is dangerous so why is it the reverse don't go there because it's dangerous no you go to these places it's majority of just pure beauty of course there's ghettos and crime i have friends who see the right like the protesting going on around the world and they're like, all right, for example, like the protesting that happened in Turkey, that still mm. goes on just because the fucking shit that just happened in Turkey is so fucking stupid. But so people would see that and they would be like, oh, that doesn't seem safe to visit. I'm like, you were looking at a protest in the main city of <laughs> Turkey and it's just a bunch of people our age that yeah. doesn't like what's going on. You see that in the city. Yeah. You see that in Chicago. You see that all over the United States. Exactly. Like, you're not going to run into that the second you step out of a plane, dude. Exactly, exactly. Uh, you get what you ask for. You, If you walk through the most dangerous neighborhood in New York, you, something can happen to you. Absolutely. You have to, you have to, that's all it is in every country. What they're showing us is those worst parts of these countries and categorizing the whole place as that thing. You just so get brainwashed. Home. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If you if you want to do that, of course you're gonna you're gonna find trouble if you're looking for it. I mean, I did walk through tear gas you <laughs> in walked Turkey. Through what? I walked through tear gas in Turkey by mistake. So <laughs> this was years how, how ago. How does one walk through tear gas by mistake? Please tell me you were like three. <laughs> no, this, no. All right. So the protests that were going on in Turkey when it was escalated. The last time I went to Turkey was when I was 20, not last, three or four years ago. 
And there was protesting going on because of the guy who's still fucking running shit and just fucked up the whole country. Don't attack me. (laughs) (laughs) But so people are protesting and the cops are just tossing like they're just tossing tear gas. They're like, fuck this. They're just fucking tear gassing everyone. So the main part that's being that was being tear gassed was where all the young people hang out, obviously, because it's the young people who want to change the fucking world. Yeah. So we get in the cab and the place we want to go hang out is where all the young people hang out, where all the bars are. And that's where the protesting is going on. But we didn't hear anything on the news about protesting happening that day. So we take a cab. We're safe. We're safe. Yeah, we're like, we're good. We're just going to go there, get out of the cab, hit up the bar and we're good to go. We get out of the cab, whatever. We pay the guy. We're good. We're walking and we just start seeing like random people walking by so we miss the main fucking tear gassing but we see people walking by with the gas mask on or like their fucking face covered and i'm just like did something fucking happen and then like you turn a corner and just see a group of people they're just standing outside like jumping and dancing up and down just protest they're having a good fucking time singing protesting whatever like for their rights turn another corner and it just hits you like your eyes just go boom fucking tear up we walk to the bar and we get to the bar and you see everyone who was at the protest hanging out, having beers and just chilling. But everyone's face is like covered. Everyone's eyes are teared yeah. up. That's crazy. And One... I got there maybe an hour after the tear gas and it's still just oh, lingering. Oh, just lingers dude. like that? Like, dude, it was wow. lingering in the air. And who fucking knows what that does? Yeah. Tear gas is pepper spray. Yeah? I don't know what they're using. Like for a crowd? They're pepper spray? No. I don't think they're pepper spray. This is like... Like they're tossing, yeah, bro. Yes, yes, yes. That's what was happening back then, and now I don't know. It was a fucked up situation, and now we're fucking going into like a pretty much a dictatorship over in Turkey. Oh no way! It's not getting better right now. Well, the the voting that just happened was uh, yeah. the guy who was a all right. So Turkey was ran as a parliament. So you can't just be one guy in charge of everything, which I think needs to be how it is, even in the United States. The fact that yeah. one guy is in charge of the That's fucking good. country <laughs> is not a good thing. No, you, but all. even in the United States, you have the government. You yeah, have the Senate, exactly. all that bullshit that you have to go through. In Turkey, that's how it, it was the parliament. I just heard Rogan saying this, though. Did he? Hell yeah. Right. But uh, so, so now they just did a vote, and there's so much controversy behind a vote where it's – you vote yes to give him more power, abolish the parliament, and it's the first time in the fucking history of Turkey where there's no parliament now. So oh, the, he man. won the vote. And there's so much controversy where the no's started rising up out of nowhere. Like it was it opened up, it was like sixty forty or something. Sixty percent for the yes, forty percent for no. And you just as minute by minute you just see the no's piling up and like <laughs> that gave people hope. They're like, Oh fucking all right, we're gonna avoid this. Out of nowhere the news comes out they're going to allow votes that don't have official stamps on it as uh, a vote. And from that point forward, like, the voting ended with, like, 51% to, like, 49 or some 50% or some shit like that. Like, like and that. now the parliament's done. Now he's trying to bring in a vote to bring back the death penalty. Because if you don't know, he has journalists locked up in Turkey. Like, yeah, your freedom of that. journalism in Turkey is pretty much not – if you say something negative about that guy, you probably have, like – you're not going to survive too long. So he has all these guys locked up that he's blaming for shit that they, who knows if they actually did. Yeah. And now he wants to bring the death penalty back. And you, Best and now he has all these guys locked up and he wants to bring the death penalty. Yeah, like you just use common him? sense of what's going to happen. Yeah. Oh man, that's crazy. And then you got, I mean, you, you and then Trump calls him up and like, 
What? I don't want to get into like politics, really, yeah. but like he calls him up and he congratulates him. And I guess you have to do that, but like you also have to stand for like there's fucking news going around that this was a rigged vote almost. You can't call up a dip- like that country is supposed to be wet- the most westernized country that's a Muslim country. Yeah. You can't call up a country that just had that much controversy and be like, congratulations on taking all the power. You got to be like, give it a minute. Give it like a week, a month or something and see what the see fuck what is happens, going on. Yeah. You can't just call up and be like, good job. Yes, that's I agree. No, I agree. Because he, I mean, Turkey's a huge fucking piece of what's going on in the Middle East. They're right next to Syria. They're right up under Russia. Like, they're in a main fucking location. And they are one of the biggest westernized Islamic countries. And now that just happened. I guess your parents talk about this a lot. My parents are, yeah. They they voted for this. So are, are you... No. <laughs> would you want to go there? Would you go back anytime soon? Not With now. all this going on? I would on? not go now. My grandfather just went, but my grandfather, you know, he's in his 80s. Yeah. Whatever. Because we spoke about this last year that we were going to try to go. Uh, it, and it just, the bad news just kept piling up. And yeah. I was like, maybe yeah. I don't want to go anymore. Because I have a summer house down there. Or my parents have a summer house <gasps> down there. And the area that summer house is at is awesome. Like, it's yeah. right, your walk to the beach, like, it's three floor summer house and... I mean, it's tiny rooms, but like it's awesome. You're on the beach, like, so you're just you wake nervous. Up on the beach, you're just nervous something crazy will happen while we're there. Like we get stuck the in there. The problem with, I mean, I don't know if it's a problem. I might be bullshitting, but I'm an American citizen. But since I was born to parent my parents who are Turkish citizens, I'm automatically a Turkish citizen. Yeah. Also. So I'm, and the biggest deal that's going on is the president of Turkey now, Erdogan, has this whole problem with this guy that's living in America that he thinks is. That tried to do the coup. I don't know if you guys heard about that attempted takeover. Yeah, I heard about the coup. So he's blaming this guy that lives in America, that lives in Philadelphia, actually. And I, I'm going into that country with dual citizenship, and my dual citizenship is America. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna put up with that. Shit. Yeah, I'm not dealing with that you're right kinda now. Kind of looking like yeah. that guy. Yeah, you know, don't don't risk. And it. now he just got that much power. You got. I mean, I've been saying this for months now. You know this. I've been saying for months. Let's see what happens. And I keep yeah. having to say that because I don't know. It's. I keep saying let's see what happens, and it just keeps getting worse. Like what the fuck? It's actually been almost a year, more than months, because I remember I got back from Africa and I said I want to go to Turkey because. Yeah, and I'm just like let's see what happens. Oh, yeah. it's just gonna keep getting worse. There was all a right. big. Uh, there was a big philanthropist seminar there where philanthropists and humanitarians from all over the world went to Turkey, and I got invited to it. And I was like, Toga, I'm down to go to Turkey. Let's go. <laughs> He was like, he just shook his head like, no, no, no. no, no I mean, no, no, no. I would still <laughs> no, go, no, 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 no. but I would still go. I mean, what's going on? I don't with- want, I don't want like to take away. I don't want people to be scared. Like yeah. you said, you don't want people to be scared of going to Africa and shit. I don't yeah. want people to be scared to go there. But when you visit countries like this, you got to be careful. You yeah, gotta, like, no, no, know you have to be smart. You got to be, yeah. yeah, don't do dumb shit. Yeah, like you're gonna ask for it if you do, do dumb shit. Yeah, stay out of the way for now. All right, stay but. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Whatever. All right. The last time I went to Turkey was that time. It was uh, four, four, three, four years ago. Oh, so you are kind of due to go back. I am due, dude. dude. My, I have my dad's side of the family mostly lives in Turkey, and they are even afraid to just leave and like visit us here. You should call the embassy and see what it's really like. I agree, but if you look up online, you know how you can look up. Yeah. Hey, should I be worried about traveling here? And it says, oh, be careful. The warnings? Yeah, there's warnings. Okay. It does say be careful. Because there's terrorist attacks there. Yeah. ISIS bombs the fucking shit out of Turkey. Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. 
The world's fucked up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now, back to Craig over here. Oh, yeah, I found the So it was one billion. From China. Yeah, I was right. And that gave electricity to 80 million Africans. Oh, 80 million. So yeah. only a billion. How many are in Haiti? Haiti's, Haiti's small, man. I, I, Smaller than 80 mil? 80 million people? I believe so. I Please look that up. Um, <laughs> Haiti's such a small, small place. Uh, a billion dollars. There's only 10 million um, people in Haiti. Hallelujah. Hello. <laughs> And not only Red Cross, there were so many organizations that, what are they doing with that? I have no idea. Um, like I said, I found out when I was in Africa that um, a lot of these NGOs, non-governmental organizations that are popular, um, for one, they can't, they have to spend only 30% of their income for the year on, uh, on programs. And I guess the other goes to the payment of the CEOs and the staff and all this this stuff uh, to throw Wyclef under the bus. Um, he got in trouble for. Fabulous Wyclef. Yeah. Well, Wyclef <laughs> when the first when the first when the first Craig's incident happened. A fucking, like, yeah, they're gonna hate me. I'm definitely not getting any celebrity. Wyclef was probably like, oh, only Love Foundation. Uh, Let me fucking write a check. Wait, what did you do though? Um, no, when the first disaster happened in Haiti, he he raised a ton of money. And it said, well, he can't be mad at me because it's all over Google that. Well, I heard good things about Wyclef. So I, I, I used to part. love Wyclef. Look, but look up what he did with the money for Haiti. Um, he spent a lot on his family, um, a lot on lawyer fees for what? I don't know. Um, a lot on mortgages for homes. And there's no sign of exactly what he did to build in, in Haiti. Uh, this money could fix the whole Haiti, man. They're, they're, it doesn't cost a lot to do things there. <laughs> And uh, uh, it's really bothersome. And uh, he took around 16 million in donations in 2010 alone. That's what they say he's accused of. Holy fuck! Uh, You're a white John. What do you need that money for? You're accusation. Uh, uh, they. I think they can't. It, uh, accusation. The word accusation That's, means that it I could mean, possibly happen or have not. You got to cover your ass by saying was, that. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Alleged. Yeah. Exactly. If it's not. Where are you reading this from? This is from factmagazine.com. Fact Magazine. It's the first one you put up that popped up. I got you, I got you. Yeah. Is there a... You'll find it. It was also reported that he paid himself 100 grand to perform in a charity. Well, let's see what Snope says. And you know what's crazy about that? Um, I think that's wrong. That wouldn't be my method at all if I had that money. But if you, you have, people have to live. You have to pay yourself. You have to pay your staff if you're, if you're working in these countries and doing something. But when there's nothing to show for it, then that's when you have to be investigated. Something has to, uh, absolutely. Something has to give after that. They, they, shut the, they shut it down two years later. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean... All right. So, Craig, I know last night you were at Iona. Yeah. How was that? I mean, um, were you giving a... What, was, a what were you doing there? Yeah. I was giving a presentation. Um, actually, that's one of the main things I want to do with my life. Um, after I built three schools around the world... Um, I want to have my team big enough to do all that for me so I don't have to leave. My main goal is to speak at universities and schools around the country and around the world and be paid for it. Um, let that be my main means of income, just to bring awareness to um, people around the world about my cause, um, about education around the world. Um, so last night was one of my first presentations given at a university, at college, Iona College. Um, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, How many people? 
It was a bunch of people, um, but the students love. The problem here is that the students loved it, but the the head professor. All right, so here's what happened. Oh, <laughs> we're throwing some more people on uh, the bus. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm just <laughs> yo. <laughs> this is not really Craig Taylor here today. Um, so it's a it's a master's class, master's degree class for international business. Um, so they asked me to speak on what I've seen in other countries that I've been in, especially Africa, about businesses and about my own. Um, so I made a whole presentation for them, a quick one, because they asked me two days before to do it. So I put this little PowerPoint presentation together. And one of my main slides was why people, native people of these countries can't prosper because of um, corruption from government. So I'm speaking, and I'm noticing that the professor of this classroom is starting to not agree and be angry at everything I'm saying. Why and it, yeah. Oh, man. He's look, look at me. Shake his head. Did he not do his research? Like? Look at me. Oh, he knows his research. Here's the problem with my <laughs> corruption slide. It turns out that this professor, <laughs> I'm guessing he's like in his 60s, um, he happened to be a former Kenyan politician and like an ambassador uh, and some kind of, yeah, and I'm just like, so I'm just pretty much shitting on this guy in his face, telling him that <laughs> the politicians are corrupt in these countries and fuck them and it's such bullshit that the people are poor while they're so rich and they're collecting all the money. And I wonder why he's shaking his head like this. And it turns out that one of the students told me after uh, he uh, he's a politician. For yeah, by the way. And he has a South African politician coming to visit us next week. Uh, that's another group of people that I was talking politicians I was talking crap about because there's a lot of problems going on in South Africa with their their main leader right now. They're protesting against him. Um, so I just brought up, yeah, pretty, same exact thing, same exact thing. So there's a bunch, um, so European settlers in South Africa for hundreds of years. So now, you know, with all the fighting, the civil war and all the stuff, apartheid, um, it's getting better on the surface, black people, white people holding hands in the streets um, to protest against this man. But um, I don't know all the details about why they're angry at him, what he did. I do know he's filthy rich while a lot of people are filthy poor. And I brought that to light. I did my research on most of that, and I just put that in a PowerPoint slide. And it turns out that <laughs> that professor, uh, yeah, I don't think he was on my side of this whole thing. I should have known you're that going to. You're not getting a call back. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I would like to speak to you, learn more um, about Kenya, because you obviously know more than I do because you're from there. He's like, yeah, we'll contact you. And it's like, yeah, he's not. He's not contacting we'll me. You. Yeah, don't call us. Yeah. Don't don't. He asked for his email. He didn't write it down. Nothing like that. Oh yeah, um, I got all of their information. They're ecstatic to do some work with our organization after they graduate. A lot of them are visiting to study or do internships or something. They said they were going to do in Africa after they graduate in May. And I was like, if you could represent, you know, only love. They they all said they would love to. They love the story. They love the cause. They love what we're doing over there. But um, it just so happened that this their professor happened to be a politician. And I should have known that going in. I'm going into an international business class. Um, clearly, the person teaching is about business and for business. So I, I should have put that shit together <laughs> next time. Uh, but I didn't. And... Uh, he, he definitely didn't like my presentation. So presentation number one, I learned from it. That's what happened. Yeah, you got you to learn. It was <laughs> fucked up experience, but I got a lot of good out of it. And what is Toga doing? What is to Toga got up and just making noise. And just, he, just got, he just messes everything up. He ruined the whole hour that we was in Let's take it easy, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got tired of Craig talking. I was like, let's get out of here real quick. I got to deal with this guy at least once leave. a week. I'm on. Oh, you're live? I'm live. <laughs>
All right, Craig. Uh, so do you have any other presentations planned or what's next? What's next for me, I'm slowly sending the money to Kenya to get the materials because I'm not sending a whole bulk of money just in case something mysteriously gets lost. Um, so I send funds every week. Uh, when I get the materials to build the school, they'll take a picture of it. They show me. I send the money for the next material. So over the next several weeks, they'll be getting the materials. And then about the end of July, August, I'm going to bring my whole team back, about seven of us, to either begin or finish uh, building the school. I don't know which phase we're going to go into, but we're going to complete it. And then um, our next goal is to focus on South America, either uh, Peru, which just got smashed after like five years of a major drought. They got hit with the biggest hurricane, and just, Lima, Peru just got slid away by the biggest mudslide. A lot of people died. I so, see here that uh, yeah, conflict and natural disasters disrupted education of like 75 million children. Uh, in, in a the specific world. place? Or in the, the world? world, yeah. Yeah, and Peru was one of them that just happened. Um, I originally wanted to go to Guatemala because they have a bad school problem over there, but if you watch the video on what just happened at Peru, um, it's insane. So that solidified the next space that I have to go. So knowing this, like that natural disasters could take a school out, do you plan, like, do you plan to build out of the school? No, like, mm -hmm. to make sure nothing, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Um, our architects are geniuses. One of them are uh, graduated from Columbia University. Um, They're both from Dominican Republic. Um, both study architecture and now they live in New York and they're really geniuses with their work and they look at the land and the climate and everything for any country that we want to work in and they build according to the landscape and um, the problem with the countries now is that the stuff the materials that they build with are not that strong they build what they can um, so when we go in there we will build things that will be sustainable because we're all about sustainability that's the most important thing in any nonprofit sustainability something that's going to last for generations and um, we're going to go in there and hopefully build something that could withstand the, the smashing that these people get Um, so in the beginning, I would spend my own money. Um, but now when I go to do work, that comes out of the, the foundation fund because traveling is expensive. Um, not Actually, these days it's not really. Uh, going to Africa both times only cost me $740 round trip, which is crazy. That's not bad at all. That's, that's pretty good. For round trip, both, both flights, yeah, which is crazy. Um, I remember it used to be in the 1200s, 1400s. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's crazy. I don't know why flights are going down like that but um no that uh and for volunteers we'll pay for them to go over there and do some work for us um maintain the schools and just come back and report what's working and what's not because i can't go everywhere so if someone listening or like me wanted to go and volunteer over there mm -hmm. how long do you stay there for um like the stint or the volunteering program that i'm putting together is from a week to a month um i would allow you to choose uh, however long you can stay, from starting from a week to, to 30 days, um, where you go into community, um, you help with the farming, um, you help with the teachers with whatever they need. Um, and, but it's really about how long you want to stay. You don't want to fly all the way to Africa and stay for only a week, though, but um, that's, that would be one of the options because I would probably be having people come from all over the world. I uh, actually have a kid. Um, his name is Deshaun. He's going to be our first volunteer in Kenya. Um, he's gonna go there this summer and help out in the land in Hama Bay where we're building our first school. That's so cool. Yeah. And how can you apply to 
yes, we're creating our new website. It's under construction, actually. You go on onlylovefoundation.org, you'll see our first one. Our web designers are creating our second one where you can sign up to be a part of the team and go around and see what we're doing next and pick where you want to go and, and write on the forum of where the problems are in the world so we can take a look at it so we can choose our next our next focal point. Awesome. And that'll be live soon, that, that website? Yes, yes, very soon, very soon. Oh man! Like, have you ever have you flown like by yourself anywhere yet? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> and like, let me tell you something, man. When you go to a developing country by yourself, no friends, you learn some shit about yourself, man, and you come back with a whole different lease on life about about every single thing. I definitely learned. A, I didn't know. I forget. I feel like I didn't know myself before leaving for a whole month in a place that I knew nothing about. So I definitely recommend that everyone, especially if you could get into philanthropy and do things to help people while you're traveling. Yeah, Most fulfilling. Balls, yeah, it, Seriously, it's, dude. It's, it's ballsy, <laughs> but worth it. So, so the build out of schools, do you have any say in uh, like what they're teaching or how the curriculum is going to be or any of that? Or Yes, uh, with my teacher background, I tweak the curriculum. I can't completely change it because I don't want to, you don't want to go in a country and try to change anything. Right. Yeah. Um, and what are the ages? Uh, this is elementary school, primary schools, they call it in most other countries, um, from 5 to 12. Awesome. Um, yeah, about 200 kids in this community. Um, do you met these kids? Yeah. And do they have, like, where are they going right now for uh, school? They're, so to backtrack a little bit on that, speaking on um, not going into a country and just trying to change too much, um, they have a school already. I'm not going to any country and saying, oh, there's kids here, they have land, let's put a school here, because you can't do that. Um, it won't work. Sustainability will get cut off right, right away. Um, so what they have in the position of where they are, they have a school already. It's just made out of metal sheets and wood, and in 100-degree weather, when it gets 12 o'clock, the sun is beating on the metal, and it's coming into the classroom. And we're sitting, and you'll see pictures of me and the kids just sweating. They're used to it. I'm not. Um, it was burning hot in the classroom, and that's one thing that we're going to change. The architects built the structure that uh, we perforated the walls, meaning we put the holes in the walls to let the air flow through. And the roofing was made so that um, the sun, natural sunlight could come through and illuminate the whole classroom. So awesome. um, we're just trying to get them out of the... Did you end up using I want to, but that Mr. SpaceX, uh, <laughs> he said he was going to give it to us for free. Oh, man, don't worry about those things. I I can, I can get you those. You know, just uh, write a letter to Elon Musk. Yeah, Akon. I'm about to. <laughs> True, or just write to Akon. I guarantee you, like, Akon, Akon I we, guarantee you, we need electricity yo, in this area. You partner yeah. up with Akon? There's a chance, Akon. I don't need to fundraise ever again, I feel like. Because I don't need, I don't need you a lot of money. just have Akon do some concerts? Yeah. Game over. Just one. I feel like just one. $12,000 to build a whole school that could facilitate over three, 100 kids. Um, the only way you know is if you ask. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, 100%. Like, you yeah. just got to, yeah. Ask everyone. 1,000%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every day, just ask someone new. Who mm -hmm. knows what'll happen? That's a good idea. I'll put that on the list. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. When are you planning that next trip? To go back? Yeah. Um, so, like I said, we're sending money to them every week um, to start getting the materials. Once they have all the materials, I'll decide that. Um, but I'm guessing end of July, beginning of August, um, we'll go back. You want to come? I kind of do. Yeah. Please. Like, just, I got work. Just, okay, <laughs> just 
be prepared to when when are you off? When can you take a vacation? I would love for you to come. Yeah, I already have a vacation prepared. Okay. I'm a selfish vacation. Selfish. <laughs> I still selfish got a week though. I still got a week. Um, if I'm back the second week of August, I can do it. Is it like middle of July? I'm not sure. I haven't decided at all yet. I just know it's gonna be one of those months. Listen, and if, if we manage to make some money doing this podcast thing. I'll quit my job and I'll go to Africa. <laughs> I'm about to. <laughs> I will because I'm just a tutor right now. So. Right. And there's, in the summer, there's no tutoring. And, and what we could do there is, so I lived in a dirt room. I don't want to make everybody do that. There's no space for anyone really to do that. I don't care. I want to get the feel. Like, oh, man. So we're going to have to buy a tent and live. I don't want to <laughs> go next to lions. <laughs> <laughs> then you're not really gone. I, I, I don't want to. <laughs> Yeah. I just want to sweat and see and live like the kids live. Yeah, just experience. Yeah. yeah, you want to live how the people who live there live. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. get the feel of how mm-hmm. their culture is and everything. I respect that. Same same thing for me, man. That's why it's so scary to do it, but I definitely recommend. I would love for you and anybody that wants to come to to come out and help uh, do some things with the school. And it's not all about. Um, work when we go over there. No, I, um, see, I see that. Yeah, like you go for like seven to. You said, you said oh, you're talking about me specifically. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he called me out. Um, you burn out if you just go and try to help, help, help. You got to help yourself in order to help other people. You have to be comfortable. Um, so I always divide it when I go to these countries. Um, the first half of my visitation is always helping, doing the dirty work. And after I do that, I go to a part of whatever country has, you know, cultural things there and um, adventures there. And I do that. Like in South Africa, I said I cleared out 10 things of my bucket list. I cleared out a whole bucket list after I finished working. And even in um, Kenya, after I finished working and started building a school, I left from Hama Bay and Kasumu and I flew back down to uh, Nairobi. And for the last three days while I was there, I had a lot of fun uh, with animals. So what's the craziest thing you cleared off? The bucket list. Um, I wanted. I would have said skydiving if you asked me before, but bungee jumping off the. That's more dangerous. This is what I hear. Where did you bungee jump? Bungee jump from how high? And yeah, just you might have to Google it. It's called Blue Crown's Bridge, or you could just Google uh, Guinness World Records highest bungee bridge. It is the highest bungee jump bridge in the world. Where was this? In in South Africa. In South Africa. Yeah, it was. Insane. It was way scarier than skydiving whatever. You was think falling out the sky you're is like, scary? I'm gonna die. Um the first two seconds. Please oh man, how I wish you could watch videos on a podcast because I'll pull the Yo, video. Anything up. you want shown, send yeah. to us. Oh, we'll I'm, send, I'm, gonna send, I'm gonna send everything because that that's I pretty feel like after too. people listen to this, they're gonna want to see all this. Oh man, and I'm so grateful that I have all the footage to, to show because this part is crazy, man. That Bridge, Ooh. bridge. What is it? It's a bridge. Jump. No, yeah, it's not the highest bungee jump. It's the highest bungee bridge, bridge. Okay. in the world. Oh, fucking Craig. Yeah. Uh, Blue Crons bridge. Yeah. Yep. Wow, they had a ninety-six year old jump off. Yeah, yeah. He broke a record. Mm-hmm. How did he not have a heart attack? If he could do it, who, who's not gonna do it? Bitch ass people. This guy. Like- <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so uh, I knew it was going to be crazy. Yeah, I'd do it at 96. I'm like, I'm done. Let's see. Yeah, exactly. That's probably why he did it. <laughs> Dude, at that point, 96. Yeah, if I'm 96 if I die right here, and like... I'm surprised they let him go. That's crazy. Yo, if I'm 96 and I had a great life, I would be like, fuck it. Let's do this. Okay. <laughs> like, if I go, I'm going happy as fuck. fuck. No bungee cord. Why not? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just jumping in the ass. <laughs> yeah, so instantly when you walk to the edge, when you're about to jump, this is another place you'll see in the video where my you? face changes. They had to push me. I wasn't jumping. <laughs> they had to push me. I was like, nope. Did they oh, yeah. count down? Because I know yeah, when you skydive, yeah, they push you on go. Because I know skydiving, they go one, they say we're going to go on three, and then they go on two so no one holds on. Because oh, yeah, apparently yeah. at three, everyone mm-hmm. starts holding on to the mm-hmm. side, yeah. and then they just go at two so you don't hold on. Yeah, they just push you. Let's pretend yep. that's Craig. Yep. Oh, he's oh. nuts jumping straight. Are you like, kidding what me? What in the world? Bro. <laughs> this, bro. He's a Superman. Shut yeah. Out. Yeah. And then you're hanging there for like five minutes until they come down to get you. That's too much for me. <laughs> I heard the, the reason bungee jumping is more dangerous than skydiving is because after you bounce down, sometimes they give you too much slack and you'll just hit the ground or oh, that, too little and you'll hit the bridge. You're nowhere near the bridge or the ground in that. Yeah. No. Insanely far away. The only way of getting hurt is if the cord snap, but they have no incidents. And I forget how long it's been around, but that bridge jump has been around for a long time. Zero incidents. All right, good. Zero incidents. Zero. Can we fact check this? Somehow? Please fact, <laughs> fact check. <laughs> yeah, no, there's definitely been like an incident, and then they're all like, no one say fucking anything right now. Oh, I mean, you're not going to find that online. If that happened. Yo, <laughs> right before he jumped, this lion jumped in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yelp gives it yeah. five stars. Bridge got four and a half stars. Mm-hmm. That's where the ninety-six-year-olds went. Yeah, it's really well run by a bunch of wonderful people who know their stuff. That's awesome. And um, that's sick. Maybe one day I'll work up the courage to jump these things and I didn't, skydive. I didn't, yeah, I didn't have the courage either. I just did it because you know, freaking I'm there. Yo, my problem is even, like, I have an easy stomach. Like, mm-hmm. even if I'm not scared, like, you go over, like, a large thing, my stomach just goes, badoosh. You know what's crazy? <laughs> it's not like a roller coaster feeling where your stomach does that. The only thing that you feel is the pressure of the blood rushing to your head for the first jump. When when the first pull happens, you feel the blood rush. But after that, you're good. But you don't feel like the, oh, crap. And how does skydiving feel? I did skydiving after that, and... It was easy? Like, yeah. yeah it's nothing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tandem. Yeah, I, I think you got to do that for your first. Yeah, few a lot times. of jumps. Yeah. Like, there's a certain amount of hours that you have to do that before you could jump along. Yeah, I would be terrified. Like, even after my first few tandem jumps, like, all right, you're on your own. You're like, are you I, I, sure I, I don't, you don't, don't want to come with me? Yeah, yeah. I'm the same way. <laughs> if I'm going skydiving with a guy attached to me, I'm not feeling like I'm feeling safe. Yeah. Because it's like this guy. This is this is what I was saying to myself. I was like, all right, this guy's been doing this for thousands <laughs> of hours. You're still alive. We good. Yeah, we good. That's it. All right. <laughs> With the bridge, I was like, this court can pop. <laughs> you guys definitely have a better mindset than I do about this. <laughs> like, what if today's the day? <laughs> the scary part of the plane was being on a plane that, again, not an exaggeration. I have video. The, the damn wingspan of the plane was damn near my arms. I'm in there with six people huddled up like this. Um, the plane's like this. It's so small. The scariest part is flying up. I was like, please don't let us crash before we jump out. After you jump out, it's like, this is nothing. 
Yeah, I remember Burt Kreischer's story where he went skydiving with uh, Rachel Ray, and he's like, "Yo, Rachel Ray somehow tricked me into skydiving." How did you trick into skydiving? Let's <laughs> get on this plane. Yeah, and then he goes, "Yo, Rachel Ray is fairly fearless." He's like, "Yo, she was like, she right before she jumped, she like turned back to him." <laughs> like, huh, by the way, this is what we're doing. And then like looked at him as she jumps. She starts cooking while she jumps. She's got like a pot of fucking spaghetti sauce yeah. in her fucking. Head. That had to be. You ready, Bert? When she lands, she's like, "I got all the spices <laughs> and everything in here still." <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, all right. You want to move on to these random facts? All right. So what we well, I mean, we've had three episodes, but what we decided to do, we're gonna have some random facts. According to who our guest is. So since you are a guest and you're like, uh, you're all about education and you're black. No. (laughs) (laughs) I got a bunch of facts about black people. (laughs) (laughs) This guy's the worst. How many people are going to want to kill me now? All right. So, no, this is a bunch of facts about. Yeah. Yeah. They're definitely like, oh, now this fucking Turkish kid. (laughs) But uh, I got a bunch of facts about education around the world. I mean, it's not as exciting as it was when we found out in the Philippines they're fucking crucifying people. Yeah, insane. <laughs> All right, so random facts. Education around the world. So let's see. Let's go off something simple why to am I start nervous? off. I don't know why you're nervous. I'm not quizzing you. I'm just reading off. It's just talking, talking. It's like, I'm just like, I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm just reading off random facts of education around the world. Like for France, for example, has the shortest school year. That goes from August to June. Wait, from August to June and also the longest school day. Why does that sound long? August to June. Because that means they only have July off. Yeah, it says the shortest school year, though. But if it's from August to June, it's the longest. Yeah, that will confuse as <laughs> What kind of facts are these? These no, are Google this alternative. Right. <laughs> these. This is why I just get the facts and I wait until we're sitting down to Total read them. with the alternative facts. No, all right. So you, France, I literally copied and pasted this. France has the shortest school year from August to June. What does that mean? And also the longest school day. What? And then you got... The next thing is summer vacations in Chile start from mid-December and end in early March. That's three months. I can see that, I guess. I mean, how many months do we get off here? You get like half of June. Mm -hmm. July July and August. And August. And a couple days in September, yeah. Three whole months? The typical school day in France is 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. So half a day on Saturday. But how long is the school year? I mean, you want to hear a crazy school day? Uh, let's see. In Korea. So they, in Korea, high school, high, high, high school student, student, yeah, I'm like, I'm dyslexic, guys. Let's just get this over with. <laughs> high school students log long hours that typically begin around 8 a.m. and have class in 50-minute increments until 4 or 4.30. Then they stay at the school for a dinner break or others go home and shit. But after their little dinner break, they come back for a private school or a tutor until 10 p.m. or midnight. So, so wait, let's go back to the first place. Because didn't it say that, was it France is the longest school day? France is the longest. This is 
pounds. But this is not a school day because it turns into oh, private tutoring to not being and private school. school. Yeah, that's that's bullshit. Oh yeah, that's how they get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> Why the fuck? <laughs> France has the shortest school year from August to June. Just type into shortest Google. Break. Has the sh- <laughs> type France has the shortest school year. I am so fucking lost right now. <laughs> what is that lady called? Alternative facts. Oh. Alternative facts presented by so Toga Capital. What this is? Well, then we got Brazil. If anything, this sounds like the shortest school day. In Brazil, having meals with family is an important part of culture, which is why schools start at 7 a.m. and are over by noon so, so the kids could go home and have lunch with their parents. Wow. What, That's damn. awesome. <laughs> you know what, though? It depends on what they learn. Do you remember how much bullshit we learned in high school? Shit that we don't use today and we're never going to use? Yeah, I had a teacher who taught me how to talk to cops. He's like, if you ever get pulled over, now that I think about it, like... It's, that should be a class. It's the worst fucking thing. It, it was a class. <laughs> He's like, if you get pulled over, roll down your window just to crack, because you, you legally don't have to roll it down a lot. And I'm like, now thinking on it, like, if I roll down my window a crack nowadays, they'll be like, what the fuck are you doing yeah. there, dude? <laughs> was this class how to piss the police this off? Guy, no, this guy was like the hip, Like, he's the epitome of like a hippie teacher. He had the fucking... That, uh... Fuck, what's that van from the 70s show? Okay. The Volkswagen van? The yeah. Volkswagen hippie van? Like, when a like he thing, drove that it. van around and shit. Yeah, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see the documentary Psycho, uh, Sicko? No. What's that? Michael Moore. He goes to France and finds out like how they have universal health care. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. And he's, he goes to France, he goes to Canada and, and shit also, oh, yeah. yeah. And how... Differently, everything is over there. Like that's how we need healthcare to be here. Over there, they women, if they get pregnant, get a year off, no matter what. And then for the first six months, the government sends an aide there every single day to help you with the kid. Get the if hell out of here. Going to work. Yeah. Oh my and he, god. And the husband would get six months off. Uh, uh. Hey. No, what they all the. the for a year? Yeah. Six months. We live in the wrong. And then for healthcare, the doctors. So say like the doctor's getting paid a hundred grand. But you have a smoking problem. You come in and he by the end of the year or end of the next time you go in there, you're not a smoker anymore, he gets paid a bonus. For so being gets, a successful doctor? Yeah, for being a doctor. He's getting paid more. If he gets your cholesterol down, your blood pressure, he's getting paid more. And what is healthcare there? Like uh, do people pay like they do here? No. But the thing is, the healthcare there, you get put on like a waiting list and shit sometimes, no? I don't know. According to the documentary, they made it look If so I break my arm, I'm going to... watch the documentary sick and see it, but I know. I didn't really research after the documentary. That sounds like we're doing healthcare all wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how it is in Canada, too, right? Yeah, Canada's free. Yeah, Canada. What's your take on this whole New York uh, free tuition thing? I'm pissed. It's bull, anyway. Did you look You're pissed? I wanted to go to school for uh. free. <laughs> I looked into it the other day. Like, if you look at the details of it, they only pay for like twenty thousand of like a fifty-two thousand dollar. What if you go to like a city school like Queens College, which when I went was only two thousand and change, but it's like five thousand now. Would they pay the whole thing? No, they pay 
a percentage. It's just made to sound better. My friend and I were just looking at this. I'm like, I should go back to school, get my master's. It's free now. Yeah, but they said they said they said that's not for us though. Uh, I was gonna go back to not for masters. This is literally for only uh, bachelors. New students. Yeah. Yeah, I was definitely gonna go back to when I heard that. But really, oh man, it's not even free. That I sucks. Like it's <laughs> everyone's so happy. Like, I've never heard a bad review about Canada. Yeah. No, everyone loves it over there. It's basically how it is. That's what I was gonna ask you. Are there like developed cities over there? In Africa? Yeah, like oh, man. shopping centers. Mm-hmm. Like in the main city. Uh, it's the capital, I believe, Nairobi in Kenya. It's beautiful. Um, you, it could be a little New York City, but just hot all the time. Um, buildings, yeah, tall skyscraper buildings. Not nearly as tall as ours, but they're tall buildings. There's uh, universities that look like brand new schools, and it's it's very developed in uh, in the some of these cities. Uh, but then when you go off the beaten path and find out how poor poor is, it, that's out there too. But yeah, there's beauty, beautiful cities in. I'm still lost about this France thing. Uh, me too. Uh, <laughs> no, that, that ended up that's so weird. Because I looked at other websites too, and it says that they have the longest, not the shortest. Then what this website, I'm literally reading a word for word from this website, and it's still saying the shortest year, and it makes no sense. I think you should chill with that website. <sighs> yeah. Well, according to this website also, this, this is why we Google things. Yeah, use a new one. Pakistan does not give children a legal right to free education. That seems accurate. Only children between the ages of five and nine are entitled to compulsory education. But other than that, you don't get the right uh, to a free education. So if you ever want to go work on something, like um, that that actually that actually happens in a lot of countries. Uh, even Guatemala, where I want to work um, eventually, um, you have to pay for school, or you can't go. It's either some countries. You have to buy the uniform. I don't know if I said this already. You have to buy the uniform, and that's your tuition. You can't go to school without the uniform, and some people can't afford that. So there, there are tuitions, and if you can't afford it, you just you just end up working on the land for your whole life. Interesting. Yeah, I looked it up about uh, Pakistan. True. It says the Constitution of Pakistan obligates the state to, to provide free and compulsory Quality education to children of the age of three to sixteen. What the fuck am I reading? <laughs> yeah, because uh, that's a different. That's a completely different. Those are All different right. numbers. We're gonna read one more fact from this website, and then if this is not true, we're tossing this website. Alternative out. facts. Alternative facts with Total Cabar. In Holland, if this is not true, in Holland, <laughs> children start school on the day they turn four years old. So that means every single day there's a new kid in class. Hell no. I'm going to call bullshit on that. <laughs> Yo, if this one is true, I have – give me this one. Come on. They have to enroll a new kid every birthday. Every day. At the age of four, you, you just go to school. Let's see. Holland, you said? Holland. Children start school on the day they turn four, which means that there's someone new in the class every day. Almost every day. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to call Let's see, what, let's see what the Google says. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just going to cut. Where did you get that from? I'm trying to help you. Oh, man. Hold on. You're telling me this is not correct. Listen, guys. In Holland. Education between the ages 
Holland. School starts. I don't know much about Holland. I don't know much. Neither do I. That's why I'm Googling. Uh, I don't know much about a lot of things, but I know you can't just be enrolling a new kid. And not just one new kid. A lot of kids have the same birthday. So Monday you get 12 kids. Tuesday you get four kids. You get new kids every day. You're never going to know who's coming in. And how do they learn? Like if you miss yesterday, how you know two plus two if you ain't learn? You gotta catch them up. You're gonna get new <laughs> it's long school days. By Friday, it's gonna be a really long day. That's kind of cool though. If your teacher keeps you on your toes, <laughs> you don't know what. You never forget anything. Hold on. I'm so sorry. I don't know what website this, this is, but I had nothing to do with this. These are really funny facts, though. Yeah. <laughs> Last week, they weren't uh, false, though. That's why I'm pretty disappointed right now. Uh, you know what it might be? What it could be? Um, there's different parts of different countries, and pe- different people do different things in the educational system. Like, if you go to the city in Kenya, it's completely different than when you go to the country. School is run differently, and there's private, and there's public, and then there's everything in between. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Hold on. Let me get to it. Here we go, but hold on. Hold up. <laughs> I'm on your website right now. You're uh, on the 15 facts? Only Love Foundation. Org. Yes. Um, so out. actually, I didn't know what I was doing, but that was I made that website myself when I first started. So what now, I, I, yeah, I did it myself. Um, and now I finally got, we've grew and uh, we met people that know how to do cool stuff that I don't know how to do. So they're making a new website, which looks a lot better. Even though I love my, the way I made mine. All right, this is ridiculous. <laughs> but oh, Dutch law states that children must start school no later than the first day of the month after their fifth birthday. They must start school no later than... It's like a riddle. Yeah, that's like... I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> but how do we get from fourth birthday to the fifth birthday now? But it's completely different because you said on your fourth birthday. Yeah, I know. And now it's the first of the month. Let's forget these facts. Yeah. Let's, let's go. But this fact's true. North Korean leadership proudly flaunts an anti-American mindset and they pass it along to their students from a very early age. So according to the Associated Press, <laughs> <laughs> reliable source. <laughs> some elementary schools boast posters with slogans like we love playing military games knocking down the American bastards. Hmm. Students beat um, students beat toy American soldiers as sport, and while the country has turned to improving its economy, students are still warned about Yankee imperialism. I could see, I could totally see that one. Still the Yankees. The Yankees, and then students in China receive the most homework in the world. The most what? The most homework in the world. Mm. At an average, teenagers do a whopping fourteen hours of homework in a week. Um, did you see the fact on that same page that a lot of students end up um, committing suicide? I don't know if that's still true to this day. Did you hear about the <laughs> – is it in China where Apple makes its products? Yeah. And mm-hmm. around their building, they have a net yep. to catch people I've who try to commit suicide. I've heard that. Because they fucking hate working. I hope, that's a, I hope that's a rumor. No, that's true. That's I feel like that's insane. I feel like that's pretty true. Look it up. Look up – is it China? But like Apple though, like they didn't fix that by In, now. I don't know if it's Apple, but it's. I heard. They no, a, I heard the same exact thing. They I just make don't know a if it's product true. for Apple. Oh, I think it's the okay. Gla- uh, look it up. 
No, I, that's what I've heard. I heard they made a piece, one of the pieces yes. that goes into and the iPhone. And they're forced to be there for like a ridiculous amount of hours and they try to commit suicide. And because of all the suicide attempts, they've built a net uh, around the building. First of all, the workers are paid a dollar twelve per yes. hour. Yes. Yeah, I would kill myself. And then look how much Actually, we sell no, them for. Not a dollar twelve. It's one point one two euros. Uh, so a little more. <laughs> our, our dollars more, or no, that's no, a little more than a dollar. Like if even. Uh, that's how much they pay the people to do that. They're called sweatshop factories. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how is that? Bl- possible like how do you how do you have 18 employees <laughs> have killed themselves oh my and ever God. since then Total. i feel like they've built the net what does it say on abc tv network oh jesus since then and this is from 2013 so whenever apple came out to 2013 they've had 18 employees kill themselves that's absolutely insane so don't work for apple basically not in what is it china not in China. Yeah. This is a warning. Trans workers. Jeez, that's crazy. 80 hours per Yeah, Foxconn. Yep. That's, that's the name of the company? Foxconn. What's that? So, uh, <laughs> the next fact is 150 Foxconn employees threatened to leap. 150. The night of this Nightline documentary shows the suicide net sets around the there it covering is. the whole site. Wow. In a place to stop overwork and stress employees leaping to their deaths. What? You can't even die if you want to die here. <laughs> <laughs> are there pictures of that? I have to see that. There's I can't that, picture it. Yeah, there's a video. It's, it was a Nightline documentary. Oh, man. Yeah, I see it. Yep, yeah. here it is. Yep, there's the nuts. That looks like some really crappy factories, too. It looks like prison. It was built two, well, depends what year this article is released, but it was two years ago after a bunch of suicides. Foxconn. Stay away. It's messed up. Yeah. Well, let's go back to, remember episode one, I kept talking about hemp. I kept talking about that guy and I kept trying to go back to a lumber mill. I finally found it. Like the other day, because I was like, I need to get this, because I'm driving. This is driving me nuts. So the guy's name. Well, explain what you're talking about. All right. So I talked about how hemp was made illegal back a long time hemp? ago. Hemp. What is that? Hemp is the, male the version of plant. Okay. Yes. So hemp was used at one point to make everything. Like the Declaration of Independence is hemp paper. Yeah, we looked that up. That's a fact. <laughs> so, but then I remembered on that first episode, I was saying that it was made illegal. We got the first guy right. And so it was uh, Henry, 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 Harry Anslinger was right. Yeah, but the other guy was William Randolph Hearst. Okay. And that was the guy that I was talking about. And he was a publishing and timber mogul who owned major newspapers and popular magazines. So he... He loved paper. Yes. So <laughs> he, that was a reason. That was a reason he pushed for the criminalization of hemp. It's Finally got that out of my chest. So he started it. Yeah. He's like, he's like J.P. Morgan, like uh, he's screwing 
They they compare him to Rupert Murdoch. Okay. Yeah. He's like Thomas Edison. But there's your most random fact on an episode that has nothing to do with this. Absolutely nothing to do with education, <laughs> but as very informative. <laughs> so Craig, you have anything else for us? You uh, want to no. plug all your stuff? Oh, uh, absolutely. Um, just go to onlylovefoundation.org and um. About to be revamped, and also a uh, big thing for me right now is support the newer, the more contemporary, the the millennial um, nonprofit organization. Because these mainstream ones, uh, you will not see where your money's going. Um, the newer ones, like Pencils of Promise, build on. Um, you could Google a whole bunch more. You could follow them on their social media and actually see what they're doing on a daily basis. So I say uh, donate to the smaller organizations because these are the people out there. And fighting for the forgotten. And fight Justin for the forgotten, Wren. absolutely. Justin Wren is on the ground doing major things, uh, big things. All right, awesome. Yeah, please. <laughs> All right, and then for us, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Weekly Sit Down. We are on iTunes now. Yes. So and we're live. We're not live, uh, but by the time <laughs> by the time this gets posted, we'll be live. Okay. So yeah, we're live. When people, when people are going to be listening to this from iTunes, I'm like eighty percent sure about this. I will get this fixed. But more, more we fix. are. We've been approved. We're on iTunes. Nice. So rate us, review us, subscribe, give us five stars, follow us across the board on social media. Our next guest is Johnny, right? We're gonna do Johnny. Yes. I told him. Yes. All right. So the next guest is Johnny, which Johnny is. He's, uh, he's really big into health and um, bettering yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and he's like a life coach now. So All right. Awesome. Craig, Man, awesome can, fucking podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you guys for having dude. me. I really appreciate this. Great story. Thank I did you. not know any of that story. That was awesome. Man, it feels good <laughs> to get it out. Thank you guys. I really appreciate that. I think there's still so much more because uh, we've been off on so many Yeah, things. 100%. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure we'll, you'll be coming back. Yeah, after I build the school, we part need some two. some updates, you know? <laughs> yeah. yes. All right, thank guys. You guys. Thank you. Check your beautiful people later. Thanks, guys. Bye.